you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring a Staten Island Ferry mindset to the rocket to space ticket holding podium of Formula One racing. My name is Nolan Sykes. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my favorite auto journalists and authors of Racing with Rich Energy. It's Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King. How are you guys? Hi. Hello. I'm great. Good to see you. Great to see you, too. What did you do this weekend, Nolan? Tell me about it. Well, on Saturday, we had uh, 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 my fiance's family had their Seder dinner. Uh, so that was fun. Got to show them the car I'm borrowing right now, which is the Lucid Air. Ooh. Okay, uh, nice. We shot, we shot with the Lucid last week. You'll be seeing that in an upcoming video. But they let me borrow it for the whole week, That's awesome. which was awesome. Uh, and I, I love bringing cars up there to show her family. Last time it was the Audi RS3, okay, uh, which was in this amazing like apple, sour apple green, I'd call it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, it was... That's still my favorite car I think I've borrowed so far from a manufacturer. But the Lucid is very, very good. Um, some interesting software issues. Here <laughs> I was going to ask I'll, if you'd had software issues. There's a couple. Uh, uh-huh. Not Oops. as bad as I, I, I read some other reviews from when the f- car first came out. And apparently it was a lot worse six months ago. Mm-hmm. There's still some stuff here and there that I want to talk to. The, I want to let them know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, very comfortable car. It's got <laughs> air-conditioned seats with massage at the same time. That's luxury. Oh, my God. It, it is luxury, and it comes at a high price. The, the the car that we have, the build sheet 
says the MSRP is $180,000. So not something I'll be buying anytime soon, but very, very fun, cool car. So fast. Of all the cars that we borrowed so far, this car gets the most looks from like normal people. I'm sure. um, Which is pretty cool. So anyway, yeah. I have a Dodge Hornet right now. And I'm going to give back my Dodge Hornet on Wednesday uh, when this Mm -hmm. episode airs and I'm going to get a Lamborghini Urus. You would be amazed how many people own Uruses and own Porsches and they will call it a Urus and a Porsche. Porsche. A Porsche. Porsche. If you're not intentionally Uh saying your car's name wrong, what are you doing? I one time I was talking um, on like a Twitter space with Denny Hamlin and he was he mentioned his take hand and I was like, you're what? <laughs> and he's like, my Porsche, my take hand. <laughs> and I was like, Icon. You're what? Icon. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of buying an expensive car if you can't like correct people on how to say it? <clears throat> well, that's enough auto journo talk for the day. Liz, what do we got? All right, we've got a great episode lined up today. Uh, We are talking about some of the history of Formula One sponsorships, as well as the real wild ones that we've seen over the years. Yeah, so preparing for this episode was actually really easy because Elizabeth and I did a full dive into the history of wild sponsors in a chapter in our book, Racing with Rich Energy. One of my friends, he doesn't watch motorsports. He, you know, not into it. He bought the book and he read it. And he told me when he was reading through the book, he got to this chapter, which is the third chapter, and he thought it was like an anime side quest at first. He was like, (laughs) oh, it's just a filler episode. Like they're trying to add pages to the book, right? And then by the end of the book, he was like, I get why you did that. Because you were showing that like sketchy sponsors run really deep in motorsports. Mm -hmm. And so I just took this chapter, chapter three of the book, pulled some of my favorite F1 sponsors from it. And that is what we're going to talk about today. We are going to start with one of my favorites ever, the Moneytron machine. I have one question before we get into this topic. On the subject of of filler in books, is that actually, I feel like I, look, I've written a fair amount of scripts already. (laughs) We do have to hit a certain time limit for YouTube. But when you're writing a book, I actually feel like a shorter book, that's maybe not easier to write. But it's not harder to write, you know? Yeah. A book could be 100 pages, and that you could call that a short essay or something, right? The thing you want with a book is you want to keep the reader's interest going for as long as possible. So if it is shorter, that's always a good thing, but you just want to make sure that what you're including is exactly the necessary information that they need to consume the rest of the book. Uh, so this this chapter, like, I've, I've also had similar comments of people like, I thought that was just kind of like, you're filling out words. And it was like, no, trust me, it would have been so much easier to not do any of this research yes. <laughs> and finish the rest of the book. Yeah, because that chapter actually required so many deep dives into newspapers mm-hmm. and into stories from like the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, like stuff that you can't just easily find online. And my friend who read the book, he he does anime, like he makes anime shows and stuff like that for Konami. And he's in that mindset of like, every once in a while, you go do something random and then you come back. And so I really think he thought it was like a filler episode. And it wasn't. It was really necessary context for the rest of the book because it shows you like, Rich Energy was not the first. Rich Energy yeah. will not be the last. 
And here's some of the wild ways that all of these derailed. We're going to start with the great one. I think the sponsor to end all crazy sponsors. Totally. The Moneytron machine. Moneytron. Yeah. So the Moneytron machine was a groundbreaking, and that's in air quotes, groundbreaking creation from Belgian finance guru Jean-Pierre Van Rossum, who bought into the Onyx F1 team in 1989. Basically, the Moneytron machine was supposed to be a supercomputer that could predict the stock market. And I, like obviously investors and money men around the world were all over this. Like, of course they would be. You want to know mm-hmm. where it's going to go. But if that sounds a little fishy and perhaps too good to be true, that's because it most definitely is. Yeah, I mean, imagine if there actually was something like that. Like, you wouldn't, investors wouldn't be interested in the stock market anymore. They'd be no. interested in this machine only, really. Yeah, exactly. I feel like. Like, what's. Yeah, exactly. If this yeah. machine existed, um, spoiler alert, if this machine were a real thing, <laughs> I think it would have been like. It, what would we have done? We would have to find a no a new way to gamble because when, yeah, wouldn't something like, like that just crash the stock stock market if everything is already predetermined? There wouldn't be a point in investing. Completely agree. I don't know. Anyway, in a 2019 obituary for Van Rossum, British newspaper The Sunday Times wrote, "Quote: Naturally, only Van Rossum had the key to the room in which the machine was kept at the offices of his company, Moneytron, at the peak of his supposed fortune in the 1980s." Van Rossum was probably the most famous personality in Belgium besides its king. One of the funniest things about writing this book and including Moneytron in it is that Elizabeth and I have heard from people who live in that area and they're like, yeah, dude, Van Rossum, like, he's a big guy. Yeah. He was really popular. He's huge. He's a huge dude because he has such a personality. I was going to say, he's very gonna- bombastic extremely bombastic is he just, literally a large man he is yes. also literally a large man like cool. when you take a moment if you are listening and look up a picture of this man because i swear to god it is not what you think it is not no. what you think and it's no better than what you expect he's like a character in a movie if you're watching some kind of like really high stakes maybe like bank robbery mob movie this is the guy at the end of the table in the dark room Whoa. right yeah what? Okay, yeah. Nolan just looked what? him up. This Nolan just looked like, him up. He, he, I want to okay. say Warren Zevon. <laughs> First impressions, Nolan. First impressions. What are you seeing? Uh, he looks like he. <laughs> Our producer he looks Christina like a, also looked him up big, and just has her mouth wide open. Uh, he looks like a big, like Edgar Winter fan. I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> this dude's got a huge beard. He's like George R. R. Martin mixed with. Mm-hmm. With Edgar Winter and Warren Zevon mixed, together, but he's he's from Belgium. Uh, this this dude, whoa, yeah, okay. I kind of get why people believed him because if a guy like this, if he's got a bunch of money and he's telling you that he has some incredible technology, like you I believe can, this guy, I, he looks crazy not. enough that like you'd buy it. Yeah, he looks for like sure. Steve Steve Wozniak mixed with George R R Martin. You don't um, want to be on this guy's bad side because this guy looks like he would send some people after you. Right before that, in December 2018, Irish news website The Independent wrote, quote, For a time, the trick appeared to work. It was rumored that Moneytron clients included royalty and heads of states. In 1989, Van Rossum was reported by the Financial Times to have managed $7 billion from international investors. Mm. 
Van Rossum amassed a personal fortune variously estimated between $500 million and $860 million, or 752 million euros. At his most successful, he claimed to own a $4 million yacht, two Falcon 900 aircraft, and no fewer than 108 Ferraris, end quote. Who needs 108 Ferraris? Can't drive all of them at the same time. Again, if a machine like this actually existed and was only in the hands of the ultra-wealthy and heads of state, it wouldn't be too hard to believe. But also, like, there would just be riots, in this, especially over in yes. Europe. They actually like to riot say. over there. They're actually good at riding there over in Europe, in France especially. They would have uh, brought back this, the guillotine just for this. Yeah, exactly. I just don't. Anyway, how do you believe that something like this exists? It's also just like an evergreen statement about investing and just hype in the investor market. Because you look at some of the things that investors hype these days and you're like, what? What? And some of the people they herald as geniuses. And you're like, what is going on? And it's this, like, we're the same as we were 30 years ago. Just doesn't make sense. Oh, we're the same as we were 2,000 years ago. It's the yes, same brain. Exactly. Same we're, brain same from 50,000. It is. Same we brain. We haven't evolved that much in 50,000 years. Same brain. Like we said, if you've never heard of Jean-Pierre Van Rossum, please look him up. A 1990 story from the Associated Press said his, in quotes, Gray, straggly hair drooped onto his chest and that in heated discussions, his usual style of conversing, white spittle formed at the corners of his mouth. End quote. He's passionate, okay? He's passionate. He's really passionate. Frothing is the bit. (laughs) And then here's my favorite part. The Sunday Times obituary also said that when one of Van Rossum's wives died, one of them, one of them, one of them, one of them, in quotes, he hinted darkly at murder and missing money, yet spent years in the courts seeking permission to have her body stored in a cryonic chamber so that she might be brought back to life once science had advanced. But the spark went out on the idea when someone cut electricity to the tomb, end quote. How do you feel, Nolan? (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) I may have murdered my wife, but also I want to keep her around so I can bring her back so I can murder her again. I think think he was hinting that someone else murdered her. Oh, someone else murdered her. So then she could come back to life and like maybe testify in court to her murder. That's insane. It's a great great sci-fi story. He looks like he would do that definitely. Uh, I think Josh Gad could play this guy in like 20 years. (laughs) Could go yeah. be an Oscar-winning role for for Mr. Gad. Um, wow. Unfortunately, as we will see through most of these stories, <laughs> nothing actually came of it because this money was... It, it came from interesting sources. Onyx had a grand total of 32 race entries between three drivers in 1989, and the cars were awful. We're talking so bad. Back in that day, F1 had more drivers trying to qualify for a race than the grid could hold. So they had to do this thing called pre-qualifying to eliminate cars that weren't fast. Onyx failed to make it through pre-qualifying 17 times. Mm. That's really stunning. I think that in itself deserves an award. But that's around half. I mean, they got in half the time. Yeah, for sure. Not bad. There is that. There is that. Nolan, the forever optimist. Yeah. Glass half full. (laughs) Well... That glass got emptied uh, when Van Rossum started to struggle. He was accused of not having the funds to cover a $54 million check, and then his financial empire just started to crumble. 
As soon as it did, the AP wrote in 1990, in quotes, with his capitalist ventures in shambles, Van Rossum now calls himself an anarchist. The vibe shift, the 180. He pivots so fast. Van Rossum blamed the problems on other people and financially abandoned the Onyx F1 team, which folded just over halfway through the 1990 season because it didn't have any money left. Uh, he went to jail and his fortune fell apart, to which British investment magazine Money Week quoted him as saying, the good news is, is that there will be one capitalist less in the world. The bad news is that he is me. What a guy. What a one guy. Of my, one of my favorite things about this, I did a little bit of a deeper dive on Van Rossum for Jalopnik. And while he was in being like threatened with prison, Van Rossum began to run for parliament in Belgium mm-hmm. because it meant that his jail sentence would be deferred. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, this guy, I respect him a lot. I like you respect I just, him. I think he's wonderful. This man rolled with the punches that life gave him. (laughs) If if somebody was trying to arrest me and my first thought was, let me run for parliament. There you go. I mean, that happens a lot, I think. Um, Yeah, yeah, this guy sucks. uh, (laughs) But at least at least a team got to drive their cars. Some some young European men got to drive an F1 car. And, uh, you know, we love that. And we love that. So thank you, Mr. Jean-Pierre Van Rossum. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Our next one. 
much like your great aunt who still has dial-up internet and can't tell the difference between the real Ray-Ban's website and those like spam Facebook ads <laughs> that have like all the prices crossed out. Oh, yeah. I should check my Facebook and make sure I'm not hacked. Yeah, don't get continue, hacked, Nolan. Continue, continue. So F1 has fallen for this kind of thing before. They have fallen for a Nigerian prince scam. And right before that, they fell for a Saudi Arabian prince scam. Yeah, but Alanis, he told me he would share his massive fortune with me if I just sent him enough money to get him out of the country. It's not his fault his accounts were frozen. I mean, yeah, Elizabeth, like, you're so right. It happens to the best of us, including F1. In 1996, there was a man named Suleiman Al-Kahami. He claimed to be a Saudi Arabian prince. But in reality, he was the son of an ambassador. And he claimed to own the Tyrrell Formula One team. I have a Tyrrell shirt on today, even. Oh, wow. That's incredible, that. Elizabeth. Good for you. Getting in character. Yeah, I like it. like it. Uh, so this guy, he did a lot, okay? He ended up in a trial at Oxford Crown Court in the UK, where there was video evidence of him entertaining Cher and others in a 50 million pound chateau at the 1996 Monaco Grand Prix. These Monaco guests apparently truly believe that Al-Kahami was, quote, one of the richest men in the world. Um, what's really what's really funny is that for the book, Elizabeth and I actually reached out to Cher's people. Yeah. And yeah. Did they, they get were back like, to you? yeah, hold up. We're going to check on it. And then they ghosted us. Yeah. Oh. It was so sad. Mm. I wanted a quote from Cher in the book. Yeah, that would have been Me sweet. Too. Obviously, uh, none of this was real. Alkahami did not own and also had no intention of actually buying Tyrrell. And the BBC reported in October 1999 that he, quote, managed to rent the luxurious property in Monte Carlo by telling the owner that his friend, a Saudi prince, was interested in buying it. Why not do it? Why not? He's going to go do exactly. it. Exactly. got off the hook for lying and no legitimate investor came in to help save Tyrrell from its own money issues. The team sold out to a cigarette company, British American Tobacco, and Tiro's last race was the 1998 Japanese Grand Prix. <sighs> then came our Nigerian prince, Malik Otto Ibrahim, just before the 1999 season. The Motorsport Network reported that when he obtained a 20% share of Arrows, a team that had existed for decades, but it wasn't really that good. Um, he became Formula One's first black team owner. Prince Malik had a brand called Team Minus, and according to a Vice News story from 2017, he had business plans to sell rebranded products such as clothing and motorcycles and launch an energy drink. Prince Malik's plans for Arrows included giving them $125 million. Wow. That was that was just one of the many things that Prince Malik said. And I'm just I'm just going to quote a story here from Vice because I think this sums it up best. Malik was educated privately in Britain, so no one is quite certain where, and claimed to be a prince of the Igbira people. It is likely that this is true, though given that there are at least 75 different royal families in his native Nigeria, it's not quite the same as William Windsor showing up at the factory gates and promising to sink some of Granny's money into your F1 team. Malik also claimed to have contested the Lamar 24 Hours race, which, though not impossible, lacks anything by way of proof. Hey, you know, you just say you do stuff and then people might believe you. Yeah. The arrows floundered at the track and Prince Malik disappeared when it came time to pay up. What a surprise. He <laughs> eventually resurfaced, though, and promised to fund the career of a young NASCAR driver in Texas, then got accused of scamming the driver's family. He was found not guilty by a jury. Incredible. Yeah. He later popped up yet again and 
began promising electric cars for the Nigerian market. We love this guy. He's like on Instagram. This dude's posting stuff on Instagram today. You can go look him up. An entrepreneur at heart. (laughs) I think it's only fair to round out the episode with one of my favorites and one of Elizabeth's favorites, which is Andrea Moda Formula. They're known as one of the worst Formula One teams of all time. So with Andrea Moda, we have this guy named Andrea Sassetti. He was sometimes called Antonio Sassetti by the papers. The Associated Press reported in January of 1992 that he had bought out the Scuderia Coloni team for the upcoming season. That was his first mistake. They were really, really, really bad. Instead of trying to be better, Andrea Moda Formula just copied Scuderia Coloni's homework. They ran the very, very bad Coloni C4B cars with V10 Judd engines. It went very, very badly. Do you want to know how bad? Because it was real bad. Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. The Andrea Moda mess began before the season even did. Remember pre-qualifying? It's back. Before the 1992 season opener in South Africa, The Guardian wrote, and I quote, Further back, the need for pre-qualifying was eliminated when the Andrea Moda team were excluded from the race for irregularities concerning the way their new owner, the Italian shoe manufacturer Andrea Sassetti, acquired the team from previous owner Enzo Coloni. That's not great. That's not, not great. Not great. Not great. We're, we're questioning how this team was acquired. Miami-based newspaper El Nuevo Herald wrote in February 1992 that those irregularities included not paying the $100,000 registration fee for the team. You know, honestly, like, I think if you could show up to Formula One and get away with not paying the registration fee, that's pretty impressive. And they tried. So props for trying, for sure. An effort was made. Like, 20 years prior, they would have definitely got away with it. Oh, for sure. Like, no one's actually paying attention. But, you know, as as we've seen, this is going to get worse. Then there was poor Perry McCarthy, one of the drivers for the team. The Guardian reported that in April 1992 that he had, quote, had his house repossessed last week and now has been disqualified from tomorrow's race. Why? Well, the Guardian said, and I quote, he was hoping to make his Formula One debut after being signed recently by the Andrea Moda Judd team, but the governing body has withdrawn his super license. Apparently, there were doubts about his Grand Prix qualifications. End quote. I just wish I lived back then. You could just show up to a Formula One race and they would be like, well, we think you're qualified. Yeah, it's like, those, it. like in the comedy movies when they've got like the fake FBI badges. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. you just flash yeah. it real quick and be like, yeah, my super license, bye. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. The next month at the Spanish Grand Prix, The Guardian wrote, quote, the Essex driver Perry McCarthy failed to pre-qualify mm. the uncompetitive Andrea Moda Judd. He managed only about 10 yards in the pit lane before the engine cut out. This Oops. dude didn't even get out there. He didn't even hit the track. That's just sad. 10 yards. It's like, damn. Like, these cars were so uncompetitive. Please, just imagine bringing your project car to a Formula One race. You would have to do that on a trailer, because I know your project car does not run. Not mine. Much like these well, cars. Well, mine runs, <laughs> technically, but doesn't drive. Oh, yours runs, Nolan. Could it make it more than 10 yards in the pit lane? Uh, I'd be leaking all over the place. I'd get black flagged, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so you could make it further than 10 yards, but oh, the yeah. officials would. Yeah. But at what yeah, cost? The- Yeah, yeah, at what cost? They'd have to red red flag the session for sure. 100% Nolan, just get that track disgusting with oil everywhere. 
So the Andrea motor cars, they puttered around like that for a few months, you know. In September of 1992, the Associated Press reported that Sassetti was arrested in the paddock. Okay. Whoa. In the paddock. This nice. man was just like taken into custody. He was arrested on charges of, in quotes, forgery concerning payments of racing auto parts. What's a big deal? The FIA then suspended Andrea Moda Formula due to its failure to operate in a manner compatible with the standards of the championship <laughs> or in any way brings the championship into desperate. Can you imagine this coming from the FIA? <laughs> this is the coming FIA? From the, the FIA, which oh has my gosh. just a terrible reputation. Just Imagine being so uh, bad that you're like, hey, you're actually making us look worse. That's insane. And we look really bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's Imagine being that crazy. bad. <laughs> this happened over the course of a few months, quite literally. And the team got suspended for being a complete disaster. I think it's impressive. If that was my legacy, I would be proud. I'd wear that as a badge of honor, honestly. That's wild. What a terrible team. <laughs> what, a, what a series of misfortunes. Are there any books about this or like documentaries about andrea moda or uh, i don't think so we ga- no i don't think so because we gathered um all the information yeah for well, these things in the chapter it's time just for your by follow-up old for racing with rich energy oh goodness the andrea moda story we're gonna have a whole like book series this stuff takes a lot of work and probably more work than andrea moda formula put in their entire season you know sometimes it's better to just put the effort into actually trying than yes uh scheming you know, hundred percent. That's I the lesson agree. here. Uh, Sometimes these people actually put their energy towards worthwhile uh, endeavors. They probably actually might have been successful instead of just trying to scam people. And that's my lesson from Uncle Nolan to you, dear listener. Try, just try. We're gonna try not to scam people. Yeah, that try is not the moral to do that. Please. Of today's episode. Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, it's time for Boyfriend of the Week. You know how it goes. We choose who's the best for this week only. It's middle school rules. Our mm. relationships don't last that long in middle school unless no, you're still don't. married today to your junior high sweetheart. In that case, oh. uh, Was that a shot at me, Nolan? <laughs> uh, no. I, I totally... Oh. <laughs> I forgot I about that. I thought that was a shot at me. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> <laughs> No, but from what you've told me, he didn't even know for like 10 years, right? So it's yeah, all good. Yeah, no, he didn't. You're good. He didn't. You're good. I'll lead it off. Um, On Wednesday, April 5th, I got an email. And this email has three paragraphs, okay? They're pretty About dense Logan's, paragraphs as well. Pretty like, dense was- paragraphs. 
Yeah, Elizabeth got the same email, mm-hmm. but I'm claiming it because I'm going first. Um, three dense paragraphs about Logan Sargent and who Logan Sargent is. And then just three photos of Logan Sargent on top of the Empire State Building. And there's no story in these in this. Like, it's just like, here's Logan. He's an American Formula One driver. F1 doesn't have a lot of Americans. Please let me know if you can run these photos of Logan Sargent on top of the Empire State Building. That was it. That was the whole email. Like, no context, no reason for running the photos. And so these photos are Logan Sargent, like, leaning against a rail and looking at the camera. Like, it it looks like a vacation photo. It's like your dad on vacation. And then we have Logan Sargent clasping his hands together and laughing on top of the Empire State Building. And behind him, there are tourists. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like like two people just looking out onto the skyline behind him. He's Um, also in his fire suit. I feel like we should add this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's an important contextual detail that this This man is is out here in like this jammies ass looking (laughs) outfit. This ensemble. (laughs) My brain pajamas. Yes, he's in his fire suit. Like his hair is like fully sprayed and gelled and combed like he is done up and ready to go. And then the final photo is him leaning against the railing next to one of those like big viewfinder things. Does anyone know oh, what yeah. those are called? Where you put your eyes on the big like. I uh, think it's a viewfinder. Yeah. The, okay. The monoculars you got to pay I for. Think, yeah. I think mm. you put like 25 cents in there uh-huh. and you can just like look around. He's just standing next to it. He's not using it. He's just standing next to it and looking at the camera. And I thought this was really beautiful, right? Like, I don't know what these photos are for. I don't know why they took them. I'm imagining Logan Sargent walking into the Empire State Building and getting in an elevator in his fire suit. And I kind of feel bad for him. (laughs) Like, it was fantastic. I posted them on Twitter. And Duracell, who famously called Logan Sargent and Alex Albon their daddies, um, the Duracell account responded and said something about how much they liked those photos. And I was like, me too. I think they're beautiful. So Logan Sargent is my boyfriend of the week. Excellent. Nice choice. Uh, My boyfriend of the week is Charles Leclerc because he's having such a bad time of it right now. Oh, this is a good one. Good one. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a mere three races, after three races, he has six points to his name. That's number one. He has six points? Six points. I looked this up. Number two. Some thieves stole his fancy watch last year, and the video of him chasing them down in his Ferrari got released this week. No, it didn't. I I just want you to know, um, Charlotte is chasing scooter-bound, scooter-bound thieves <laughs> in his Ferrari, and then there's an SUV that's, like, playing blocker, trying to, like... No. No. Whoa. I don't know Where's what he video? I'll have to send it to y'all. We'll Dang. put it on our Twitter. I need to watch this. Like... Fellas, friends, sir, Shar, what did you think you were going to do if you caught a little scooter thief who took your $300,000 watch? What's the what's the third part of this equation? Do you have a third part? I have a third. Someone literally shared Charles Leclerc's address on the internet, and now fans are showing up at his house and trying to get to his apartment to ask for things like autographs. It should go without saying, but I'm going to say it now. Never share someone's address on the internet and never show up at that address just because you so happen to have it. That's not cool. That's bad news bears. We don't do that here. What on earth? Charles Leclerc is my boyfriend of the week for those three reasons specifically because that, 
Like, I'm so glad the next race isn't for a little while so that he can have some time to decompress because Lord knows he's he not going to decompress because everybody's just outside of his apartment. Charles, just go somewhere else. Just go, go to, somewhere go else. Go to Kansas. No one's going to know okay. you there. <laughs> well, you know, he like whoever posted it, whoever wrote it, I don't know if it was him or someone else. Like the statement he put on Instagram was actually really good. Yeah. It was so like generous. Yeah, I saw some speculation online. I think it was on one of the Formula One subreddits that the address was leaked by like a delivery person, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Um, that went to his house and found out that, hey, Charles is living here. Um, so, yeah, that that sucks. But, you know, that's just speculation. I'm surprised they would use like normal delivery services i'm surprised there's not like a rich people delivery service like there's a rich people everything yeah. service where it's like we guarantee we won't leak your address but, the, but sometimes you just want to order some canes raisin it's canes true. you know i you know Charlotte i Claire's feel- ordering from the shake shack in monaco <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> producer christina uh said that celebrities usually usually use fake names and then the assistants get the food but maybe he forgot to sign into that burner uh, DoorDash His account. His burner account. Yeah. What I think is unfortunate is I think even if people stop ringing the bell at his apartment, people are so wild that they will just like purposely go to places near his apartment, like go to lunch near his apartment or do anything, whatever, to try to catch him on the street. And I think that like that sucks. And then like, they, they're going <laughs> to hand him their script. Because that's how you make yeah. it in this town. Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. My boyfriend of the week is also a Ferrari driver. One Carlos Sainz, oh, who okay. recently posted on his Instagram a photo of him uh, wearing a uh, not a real cowboy hat, I would say, a cowboy esque hat, a cowboy esque hat, and a, a dog. And it is a very <laughs> talk about someone who's decompressed. Uh, I think Carlos is fully decompressed at this point. He's he's just having a great time. He knows he's the number two driver. He knows Ferrari is doing doing something. Uh, he's having a great time on his own, wearing a hat that I would say a a, a bride at a bachelorette party would wear. Yeah, this uh, is this is the Nashville, Tennessee bachelorette party bus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. yes, it is. You know, I think there's a lot of peace in being the number two driver on a Formula One team and also a lot of peace in knowing you're like past your Formula One prime. We saw the best of Sebastian Vettel when he was just like, yeah, I don't really care anymore. You know, the it's hat true. says Africa on it. Um, <laughs> the hat says wearing, Africa. Yeah, he's wearing a button up. I'm going to buy looks a good. hat that just says USA on it. Just I mean, USA. You could buy that at any Flying J or Pilot store. You're so right. He looks right. so content. Like, there's not a drop of concern in this man's body no. as he wears his little hat and holds his big old dog. He's just chilling. Dude, I love... Carlos, you're my boyfriend of the week. And, uh, you're Nolan's we boyfriend in general. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, lo- I love this. For- the Ferrari guys, I love them. I love them. Okay. Wow. That was Boyfriend of the Week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Donut Racing Show and learning about all those crazy sponsors. Go look up Jean-Pierre Van Rossum if you do anything this week. Uh, We'll be back next week to celebrate the end of tax season. I need to do my taxes still. Same. Uh, 
<laughs> and we're going to do that. We're going to celebrate by looking at taking a look at tax fraud in Formula One. So very interesting. And we have a uh, sketchy F1 sponsors video coming out very soon. We put a lot of effort into this one. Like we made sets and stuff. We, I helped we made, with the script. Yeah, Alanis helped the script. We made a conspiracy cork board with red string, something I've Ooh. always wanted to have. Uh, we It looks awesome. We shot down in the Peterson vault with the F1 cars. Um, it's going to be great. So make sure you check that video out. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and tell all of your friends to tune into the Donut Racing Show. And if you want to leave us a five-star and kindly worded review, that would help us out. If you're not familiar with Donut, we have a YouTube channel where that sketchy sponsors video is going to go, as well as an automotive history podcast called Past Gas. You should check them both out. And you can follow DRS on Twitter at Donut Racing Show. You can follow Elizabeth at Eliz underscore Blackstock on Twitter and Eliz A Blackstock on Instagram. You can follow Nolan at Nolan J Sykes on both. And you can follow me at Alanis in as in Nicole King on both. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.